This is News Talk. And obviously that incident, the stabbing incident in Kerry, dominating pretty much every front page uh, in the country this morning. The Irish Daily Mirror stabbed to death at funeral. The Irish Daily Star bloodbath at the graveyard. The Irish Sun goes with stabbed to death at funeral. The Irish Examiner goes with reprisal fears after funeral stabbing. This is of course the news uh, that a man named locally as Thomas Dooley in his 40s uh, suffered fatal stab wounds when he was attacked in the New Ra Cemetery in Rathas in Tralee yesterday and the Examiner says a feud over an arranged marriage may have been behind a man, man being stabbed to death and also his wife being injured as they attended a funeral in Kerry yesterday. Thomas Dooley and his wife Siobhan had been attending the funeral of a young mother of five from Killarney who died suddenly last Sunday. There was a large crowd of mourners in the cemetery when the attack happened shortly after 11am and it's understood a group of people arrived at the cemetery armed with what looks like slash hooks and machetes. This is at the graveside. Gardaí were called obviously following reports of an altercation involving a group of people and they found a man in his 40s with serious injuries. Um, And as we heard on the news there, the scene was sealed off and investigations ongoing at the scene throughout the night. One avenue of inquiry is that the attack was motivated because of a personal grievance centred on a perceived snub or act of disrespect. The other big story, of course, in the papers is the Irishman who was killed in action in Ukraine and the examiner says those who fought alongside Rory Mason, who was killed in action, described him as a truly brave and courageous man who could have left at any time but chose not to. Rory Mason was killed while fighting in the International Legion for the Defence of Ukraine near the Russian border last week, last Wednesday, um, but we only got the news yesterday there, so that's covered in a number of newspapers. The Irish Times looks at the big ESRI report. We'll have more on this on Breakfast Business with Joe Lynham from Half Six. The Irish Times on the front page looking at house prices. I don't think this is a surprise to many people. Irish house prices are overvalued. Uh, tell me about it, but they're overvalued by at least 7% officially, the ESRI reckons. In its latest quarterly bulletin, the think tank warns that the state's property market was likely to experience a sharp slowdown in the coming months as wider inflationary pressures and higher interest rates weigh on demand. So obviously... Not as many people are going to be looking to buy houses if we keep facing the rising cost of living and see inflation going up and up and up. The ESRI is stopping short of saying, according to the Irish Times, whether this would result in a house price correction or a period of falling prices. So they'll either go down by 7% so that they're at the proper price, if you want to call it that, or house prices could fall. We're not sure, but I'm sure they'll be keeping an eye on it. More on Breakfast Business here on News Talk about that. The Irish Independent has a very dramatic photograph on the front page of an Irish dancer's legs and uh, dancing shoes. And the story is how cheating claims are rocking the world of Irish dancing. And the drama involved in this story is unbelievable. There's two full pages dedicated to it. Page two and three of the Irish Independent, as well as the front page, revealed allegation judges are fixing fesh results, have shocked competitors amid dismay. They're still overseeing events and the prestigious global body 
which governs uh, Irish dancing, has this week been rocked by what is believed to be its largest ever alleged cheating scandal. It's seen some of the most successful and well-regarded Irish dance teachers and schools accused of, quote, fixing competitions for their own students. And the governing body has declined to clarify if judges accused of cheating will oversee upcoming competitions. Families who have already paid hundreds and thousands for flights, accommodation, costumes, wigs and entrance fees have been left in dismay as they don't know if their children will be dancing in a fair competition. Uh, there's loads about it in the Irish Independent and the Irish Daily Mail. Have a read and we'll have more on this on News Talk, I'm sure, throughout the day as well. But very, very dramatic stuff. And of course, this comes on the back of we had allegations of cheating uh, going on in fishing recently. We had allegations of cheating in chess. Now allegations of cheating in Irish dancing. So I think a lot of us aren't sure um, what we're going to hear next with that. Now, the Irish Times, thousands of asylum seekers have no travel documents. Concerning news here, almost 40% of people seeking asylum in Ireland this year arrived through Dublin Airport without any travel documents. No passports, no nothing. Travel documents obviously are required to board international flights. Uh, but large numbers of people are, quote, losing or destroying their passports before they reach immigration control in Dublin. So we don't know, do they throw them in the bin on the plane or do they throw them in the bin on the way to passport control? But between January and July, 2,915 people flew into Dublin airport and did not produce any travel documents to border officials, meaning they were refused leave to refuse leave to land and of these 2,915 over 2,200 then claimed asylum according to records released following a freedom of information request. Georgia, most common country of origin for asylum seekers this year. Now a couple of final stories for you. One comes from the Irish Daily Star. I didn't think we had to do this but apparently we do. So obviously the clocks change on October 30th over the bank holiday weekend. It is great when the clocks change on a bank holiday weekend because it gives you an extra day to prepare but a sleep expert is urging you to actually start preparing now for the clocks changing Dr Lindsay Browning who's a neuroscientist and sleep expert said people should start their preparations now to make the transition easier on their bodies. I mean it's only an hour you wouldn't think you needed to do this but anyway the clocks go back one hour at 2am on the last Sunday in October and when the clocks go back Dr Browning says uh, we gain an hour of sleep which is great news however Despite the advantage of gaining an hour in bed, it's causing us problems in falling asleep and waking up at new times. So the advice is to help your body adjust quickly to the new time. It can be a good idea to gradually alter your bedtime a few days before the clocks change so you get used to falling asleep and waking up later. And you should move your breakfast, lunch and dinner a little later. I love how Dr Browning thinks that we all have sort of these luxurious long breakfasts that we've time to move around our breakfast, lunch and dinner time. But anyway, uh, the doctor says move your breakfast, lunch, dinner later each day so that the timing of mealtimes is altered because it has an impact on our internal clock as well. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but anyway, that's what's in the paper. And final story comes from the Times of London. If you're looking for a baby 
baby name. You might take inspiration from across the water because we have news of the most popular baby names in the UK and Noah has ended Oliver's eight-year reign as the most popular boy's name while Olivia has topped the girls' list for the sixth year in a row. Oliver dropped to second place and Henry replaced Jack in the top ten names for boys. Freya, Florence and Willow replaced Isabella, Rosie and Sophia for girls. And they say that younger parents were partly behind Noah's rise from fourth place because Oliver's enjoyed eight years at the top of the list. It could be parents looking for something different. Noah has been in the top ten for seven years and now it's particularly popular for younger parents. I would suspect that next year when they're compiling the list of the most popular female names, Elizabeth uh, will be up there. Um, obviously after the Queen, I assume King um, King Charles as well. Charles is going to be number one for boys, I would imagine. Run you through the top ten boys' names. So it's Noah, Oliver, George, Arthur, Muhammad, Leo, Harry, Oscar, Archie and Henry. And for girls, it is Olivia, um, Amelia, Isla, Ava, Ivy, Freya, Lily, Florence, Mia or Maya and Willow. So there's no sort of Marys or Margarets in there. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.